Now you will. I've read and I've seen announcements to the effect of that you will not. Re, you will not be Batman again. I am. Yeah. I, I have decided. To, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. You know, I tried to 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 direct a version of it and. Uh, worked with a really good screenwriter, but just kind of couldn't come up with a version that couldn't crack it. And so I thought it was like, you know, time to uh, let someone else take a shot at it. They got some really good people, so I'm Well, excited. I don't know if you know, but there's a ceremony, and, and it, you know, it happens whenever the, the bat torch is passed, <laughs> and in honor of your, I guess, retirement, I don't mm -hmm. know what we're going to call it as I a don't know, crusader, yeah. we have a little bit of a surprise for you. But before we do this, is there anything you want to say, any official statement you would like to make? Uh, I don't know. I guess... Uh... I'm not Batman. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. You will not before me! It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And Eli, I guess really nothing much happened this week. It was kind of like a slow week. Last week was Valentine's Day, and hopefully everybody got to celebrate or not celebrate, or maybe some people got engaged, or maybe some people got out the doghouse, or whatever you, you did. I hope you had a good time. Eat so. some candy. Yeah. Uh, I had a stuffed bear, you know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but now that that is out the way, and I feel like from now till I guess Captain Marvel, which is gonna have, like for us, it's just like this lull, like there's nothing really happening. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Marvel. <laughs> you know what? Let's put a pin on. Let's go, let's talk back. Let's talk about Captain Marvel too. We we're gonna put that on the list. We're calling the album. Okay. But not now, but later on. All right. If we don't forget. Uh, but that being said. Oh, uh, we also got that. We got the Oscars coming up. But only thing I did, Eli, today all day was sit there and watch the All Star Game. The All Star Game. The NBA All Star Game. Let me oh, let me clarify because okay. there's so many All Star Games coming <laughs> okay. out. So I got a chance to watch the NBA All Star Games, and it was in Charlotte, which was funny because I remember two years ago, a friend of mine that lives in Charlotte was inviting me out to Charlotte today. This weekend, say, hey, they're gonna be in Charlotte. Why don't you come out here and hang out with us? Like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Just like that, completely forget about it, and it's in Charlotte. Hey, Danny. And I see my friend partying, you know, <laughs> meeting NBA players, stuff like that. Man, it could have been me, you know. But, yeah, that's funny. And the funny thing about it, I'm watching the NBA All-Star Game, you know the regular players, you know, LeBron James, you know, Stephen Curry. There's all these new guys I never heard of before. You know, it's like this new guy named Giannis, blah, 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 blah. he's Greek. I don't know who he is. He was scoring, like, all the fucking points on the other team. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? You know. And then it make you really, not, not only that, it make you really, really feel old. All the people that I really like are about to retire now. Like, Dirk Nowinski is, like, playing his farewell game. I'm like, wait, 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 he's retiring? And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, last game, he was on, like, on NBA Live 98. Yeah, I like, have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> German, seven foot tall, really I good. I am so not into basketball. I, oh, wow. Okay, I, I'm just, I'm just speaking it. Spanish to you right now. I'm just I can't like, play it for shit either. I'm just, uh, I can't play it either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make so it's worse on me because I can't play. Because <laughs> I'm always picked. <laughs> You're tall. You come here. Oh, you I, suck. No, I can't. Head. I can't dribble. I can't make a basket. <laughs> <laughs> I can make those basket. I'm, I'm pretty good at the Chuck E. Cheese game. 
where it's like two feet in front of you. But yeah. <laughs> hey, you can always win like like free tokens and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's worse on me, Eli, because they'll always pick me, and I'm always going against like the biggest, strongest, buffest dude that's just like ripped, you know, shredded two percent body fat, and I have to guard him. I can do nothing with that guy. <laughs> but I got going against him anyway. But that's all it is. So yeah, uh, NBA All Star game, I missed it. Fun game, that's about it. Uh, what else we got on topic? What else we got on topic? Can we talk about that Jesse Smollett stuff real quick? Uh, sure. Who's that again, though? Okay, exactly. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, for those who don't know, well, some of you ought to know because this news is, like, freaking everywhere. But, Eli, for you specifically, Jussie Smollett is that uh singer from Empire. Oh, this yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Now, I'm going to try to spin this and make it some nerd news. And I'm going to be very, very liberal and lenient on how I do this. But, anyway, Jussie Smollett, uh, and it's something we never actually talked about. Remember that Birds of Prey movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the girl playing Black Canary. That's uh, fuck, I forgot. Journey Smollett. That's her name. So that's his, their siblings or whatever. Oh, okay. I know that was a weird way to connect it, but fuck it out there. But anyway, we try. Yeah, it was funny because this news has been out, and we didn't talk about it at first because I want to see how the news unfolded because something didn't sound right about it. But now they're saying that he was attacked. And let me let me back it up. Let me just start for those that don't know what the story's going on. So like I said, he's from Empire. Uh, apparently he was at, in Chicago. Remember when Chicago was like 50, minus 50 degrees and you were like negative 50 degrees also? Yeah, yeah. He was out in Chicago at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, getting a Subway tuna sandwich. Okay, so, uh, that's dumb. I didn't know they opened 24 hours anyway. But apparently two guys recognized him at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago with negative 20 degree weather or something like that. Recognized him from Empire, said you're the Empire N-word. They also called him homophobic slur. Uh, beat his ass apparently, and said this is mega country, and they also poured bleach on him and tied a noose around his neck. So and left them in the cold. And left him in the cold. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, Eli, they're saying that that story might have been fabricated. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing now. Yeah, but now when when I'm hearing when I'm telling the story back in my mind out loud, hearing it, I'm like that shit don't even sound right to begin with, you know. Like, Subway isn't open at 24 hours, is it? Uh, not the ones that, there might be a few somewhere, but I don't know. I don't I know. Don't. And will, will some mega hat wearing, you know, rednecks be in Chicago at downtown two at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought to them, Chicago is like one of those towns, like, if you get a flat tire, you don't stop. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So I, I want to imagine, you know, some, some mega guys being there. And I just, so when you're hearing the story out loud, repeating it back to yourself, it's like a lot of stuff. And then it's mega country, and they're pouring bleach on them, and they got a, a noose on them. It's like you're overselling the story. <laughs> like, did you really need all that? Not really. There's some so, ballsy-ass rednecks, I'll tell you what. <laughs> right, in Chicago? <laughs> and plus, would some mega rednecks even recognize him from Empire? <laughs> we all look alike to rednecks. We know that. In 50 below weather, I mean. That's... Right, in 50 below weather, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're going to recognize him from Empire. Uh, does bleach like, freeze? Bleach bleach can freeze, right? That's what I'm thinking. Because so, <laughs> shit was freezing. Like, liquids were freezing on the spot. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah my, I mean, I think. Like, my dog's piss was a steam when it came 
Oh, wow. <laughs> you should have recorded it and put it on YouTube or something. I'd watch that. <laughs> he came back in, like, yeah, like, basically humping the carpet, like, something was up with his dick. I was like, okay. Hell, if I my was dick like, didn't oh, fall yeah. off, I might have did that. You were pissing ice cubes, weren't you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Frostbite in the wrong area. So, yeah, you got all that going on. So, yeah, they're saying they're finding more and more information about it, and they're saying the story seems fabricated. They actually found the two dudes that were on the security tape at the time. They found them. And Eli, they weren't mega guys, apparently. Oh, yeah? They were two really big, buff Nigerian stuntmen. Looked like they're straight out of Wakanda. And they're saying they're the guys that, that beat his ass. Okay. So apparently, but in his story, he fought these guys off. Now, Eli, if you saw these guys, there's no way he's fighting these guys off. Okay. I'm sorry. They were like fucking huge. Looked like some some uh MMA WWE wrestlers or some shit like that. So... He's not fighting these guys off. That's not happening. Uh, apparently, what they're saying is that he may have paid these guys to whip his ass at 2 o'clock in the morning. The reason because he's about to be written off of Empire. And he wanted to drum up some publicity for himself to make himself look like a victim. Oh, okay. So, really fucked up. Uh, honestly, me personally, really want to talk about this story because this is a really, really fucked up story if he made this stuff up. Because... It sets everybody back. This first off, this give MAGA and Fox oh. News. It gives them ammo. Oh yeah, they're gonna say racism doesn't. That this is a like, racism is just a conspiracy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which they've been saying all the time, but now they actually yeah. have proof of somebody crying wolf for that. Uh, See, racism doesn't exist. It's all made right. up. It's all in our heads. <laughs> like, Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he did a good job of pretty much pissing everybody off. He pissed off. Uh, the conservatives and the liberals, everybody is fucking pissed off him. If this shit is true, yeah, he needs to be written off. I want to. The episode where they kill him off in Empire probably be like the highest rated episode or some shit. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah that's all yeah, we're, we're doing. We're all we're all just paying motherfuckers to be assholes. To us. yeah. Basically. <laughs> so yeah, remember we're talking about cancel culture. Yeah, he's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Black Canary's gay brother. So yeah. yeah. Uh, it was something you had on the list, didn't you? Did I have something on the list? Oh, you want me to talk about Luke Luke Skywalker? Do I have to talk about that? Not uh, really. Well, I thought well, you were talk about that later on, but oh, if you want to. Oh well, you what can't what other who else are we canceling then? <laughs> uh, fuck it. Get talk talk about Luke Skywalker. Oh man. Let's, let's... damn. Okay, I'm not canceling Luke Skywalker. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Go for it. I don't give a shit, man. This is <laughs> I. Okay. I got. I guess since since we're here, I gotta dive into this. Okay, Mark Hamill was on Twitter. He pissed off a bunch of natives. A bunch of Native Americans got pissed off, and they're 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 they're, they're basically canceling Mark Hamill now because he tweeted, "Indian heritage is the new butter emails." So. Uh. Okay. 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 Let, I, I see what you're saying, but instantly I started thinking about where he was going with that. Yes. Let's clarify this. He's yeah. basically referring to Elizabeth Warren. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren. Right. Who um claimed that she is part native and actually went and had a DNA test done at the behest of Trump, who mm -hmm. actually talked some shit on her. And said, hey, if she can prove she's native, I'll donate a million dollars or whatever. Whatever bet he bullshit story he was going to donate whatever to. So she said, all right, well, if he's going to donate some money, I'll go get a test done. So she got a test done. Of course, it came back. 
She's got a little smidgen of, you know, Indian jism in her somewhere. And, <laughs> right. and now, like, okay, it's confirmed. I'm part native. Um, that, that's the one Trump calls Pocahontas, right? Yeah, yeah. That's who, yeah. Okay. And he keeps using her to basically, you know, say racist native shit, you know. <laughs> So wow. this, of course, has pissed off Native country because this is a very touchy subject in Native American in the Native American community. You know, people claiming to be Native who ain't and using, you know, whatever DNA test or whatever, you know, one one thousandth whatever of blood, you know, quantum <laughs> to claim their Native history. Even right. though they don't do jack shit in the community, you never see them at a powwow. They've never eaten fry bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, so, so this and this basically what this does it it it, it harms the Native American community. Is there's natives out there who can't who can't prove that they're you know native or who don't or, or can't get enrollment and get you know federal recognition. I mean it's 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 a very touchy subject. You know, look into it. I'm not going to go into the, the you know the depths of this. This issue, but anyways, that pissed a lot of Native Americans off, and I get that. I I I, I see the point. Um, my thing but is, honestly, you should. I, I like I said, I'm jumping into a. Uh, I'm you know, I'm jumping into a conversation I probably shouldn't jump into, but I'm just gonna put my two cents in there. I feel like you guys should be more mad about Elizabeth Warren than Mark Hamill. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not. The thing is, I'm not mad at Elizabeth Warren. I'm native. I'm not That's mad at her. That's pretty fucked up shit she did, though. It is, but she didn't I mean, I do. Think she, she even won a, a woman of color of the year for award or some shit. Like she she wasn't trying. And this is the thing. This is, is she ignorant for it? Yes. Does she need to learn about these issues and you know get in touch with the native community about this and learn more about it? Yes, I'm all for that. But I also think she's also done a lot of good shit. You know, she's one of the few politicians that call out the the wealthy and the 1% and, you know, was against the banking crisis, was against the bailout and all that. She's done. She has a good, really, a really good track record. And I just feel like they're we're 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 dividing. We're dividing the our, our forces again over some stupid shit. And I get right. that's what Mark Hamill was getting at, that they're using an issue that. Yes, I get it. It might not mean a lot to a lot of non-natives. In fact, it doesn't mean shit to non-natives. But it's still dividing our base, and this is just going to cause Trump to win again, you know? And yep. <laughs> Have you seen the, the new Democrats uh, being, you know, running running for office? Everybody's got a problem. They want if, – if it's not like a, 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 a black baby Jesus birthed by some lesbians – that the, yeah. they don't care that the, the, <laughs> no there's no saint running that that's right. good enough for progressives nowadays and that's the problem this is what got us into trouble last election and this is why we're in the position we are in now because we're looking for this perfect savior and you know the thing what pissed off people about Mark Hamill is he was dismissing that issue that it's not a big deal yes it's not a big deal to him but it's a big deal to us so yeah. he does i don't i can't get mad at a guy who doesn't understand our perspective if no one teaches him right but we can't expect him to learn anything if we're just going to get pissed off 
and jump down his throat and cancel him and, you know, rake him through the coals. Right. You know, so if we want him, he probably he spoke from a place of ignorance. Basically. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about, and why should he? Our right. vo- the native voice is so ignored and dismissed. You know, making fun of fucking natives is so acceptable, and just we're so invisible. Why should he know about our perspective? You know, exactly. I can't fault him for being ignorant, but if we want him to learn, then we gotta, you know, embrace him and not fucking shit all over him oh, oh luke skywalker's done with me you know like oh, i i sit i see that his twitter feed is just blowing up with all these pissed off natives they're like fuck you you piece of shit you suck blah 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 blah. i can't right. believe you're my hero and now you're no 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 you know and he's not he's just gonna withdraw you're not gonna get anywhere you're not gonna make any progress if you're just gonna you know throw fire and shit back into his face you know, right. if you want him, I mean, he's a pretty understanding guy. If you yeah. Explain it to him. He'll understand. You know? Yeah. That. Yeah. It's not a big deal to him, but it is a big deal in the Native American community. It, 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 you know, it, you know, disenrollment, blood quantum. This is all colonization tactics that used to diminish our our race, our our numbers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we're an endangered species. And, and then the fact that we're not recognized and. And stuff like this happens where someone who's not native can claim they are. It, it's it, it's detrimental to the native community. I get all that. I just think he didn't understand that and he didn't get it. And for everyone to just jump down on him and shit all over him because he didn't know is doesn't do any good either. You know, yep. and at a time now when we're all so divided, we can't we just got to be a little bit more conscious about communicating that's all it's right it's misunderstanding and miscommunicating that's all it is so yeah i can't get mad at a guy for not knowing what we expect him to you know right you know so yeah that's my thing where i was like oh i saw it and i'm like oh man okay i get it but come on don't shit all over the guy he's not gonna want it and it makes sense to get defensive over it you know but no reason to attack him over that and he even said hey i wasn't talking about native americans i was just talking about you know how the GOP is using this issue to shit all over a totally relevant candidate who is, does a lot of good. You know? Right. <laughs> so and, and so, that's yeah. the thing. A lot of times we live in a world now. No matter what you say, you're gonna piss somebody off. Yeah. And that so. that yeah that's gotta stop, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, because politicians they just want a job. They want right. a job controlling money. So yeah, they're gonna say whatever they gotta say to get the job. You know, that's all it is. You're not voting for a person. You're voting for policy and where money goes. So, yeah, they're going to no no one's going to tell. Everybody's going to lie. They want the job. You know, (laughs) how many (laughs) how many interviews you job interviews do I wear on with you? Oh, yeah, I I lie a bunch of times. on (laughs) (laughs) And you get the job. I don't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I got experience driving a forklift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, Eli, I gotta say something about this. Now, once you broke down blood quantum to me, I was like, okay, that actually makes sense. But I can I give the Native American community some advice? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, like I said, I know I'm gonna piss somebody off. I'm saying this, what I'm saying. Yeah, anyway. this is this you're, you're, I, 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 I'll hold your hand into the fire now, everybody. <laughs> right. This is Leroy. <laughs> you know, he's my boy. Eli has nothing to do with yeah. this, so <laughs> don't attack him. <laughs> You know, I have no idea what he's gonna say, but let's let's <laughs> let's give him a chance. I hope. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I know I'm about to get attacked anyway. So, 
I think what you guys should do is do just like the black community does. Y'all have blood quantum. We have the one drop rule. We claim everybody. <laughs> everybody. We don't care. Meghan Markle, she has a drop of black blood. She's black. Oh, we yeah, don't care. Yeah. Anybody we got, we got. Even if they don't claim us, we claim them anyway. Oh, yeah. If she gets pulled over by the cops, she's black. She's black, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, just any Dominican, any Caribbean, Puerto Rican, Cuban, if he's got kinky hair, stuff like that, we claim him. We don't care. Yeah, that's you know? basically what we're – I mean, that's another thing. Native Americans are so diverse. Mm-hmm. There's so many tribes in this country. You know, only like three of them get recognition. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But there's, been, there's hundreds of tribes, hundreds of languages, hundreds of cultures just on – the North American continent. Forget about the South American continent. There's even more. I mean, there's so many right. tribes. There's so many di- there's so many diverse tribes. So to be summed up in all one lump, it's it can get frustrating, you know. Because I I I I go down to the Southwest. I don't expect anybody to know you know my language down there. Just like right. a Navajo who comes up here to, ain't, ain't gonna speak Ojibwe, you know. And I'm not even Ojibwe. I'm right. Dakota. I'm there. We we fought for this territory. We were enemies back in the day. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so that makes it it's a little bit harder for you guys. I, I, I yeah. get what you're saying with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's such yeah. There's so many tribes. It's there's so many so much going on, and it, it, it no one knows that. That's that's why instead of jumping down people's throats for not knowing any of this, we have to be patient. And, and I know I know how hard it is to constantly you know, deal with ignorance on a fucking regular basis. It's, it's frustrating and exhausting, but you know, no one's going to know unless you teach them, unless you, you know, we got to become teachers, basically, you know? Gotcha. So basically Eli, if I get attacked, you have to protect me. <laughs> you stand between me like a shield. You know? <laughs> you know, and, you Operation know, protect the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we do that. Like, Hey, yeah. Jason Momoa. He's native. <laughs> sure, he might not be from the mainland. Close but, enough. But close enough. You know, he's our first movie star. <laughs> That's we gotta take what we can get, you know. Oh, you know? Okay, can we actually talk about the nerd shit now? Okay. Yeah, just I almost Momoa. forgot we were doing a nerd podcast behind the Aquaman, there we go. My yeah, segue. Okay, good segue. <laughs> segue. All right, you're getting better, Eli. You're getting better. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to talk about is the box office numbers. We're going to talk about the number one box office. Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? I heard it's that Battle Angel. It is Alita Battle Angel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Eli, we we actually really fucked up last week. We did, like, the top three, and it just went to another completely different topic. Yeah. We're going to try to do better this week. <laughs> but before we get there, <laughs> I know you briefly told me that you saw the movie, and I'm curious to get your two cents on this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to continue it after you give your review, but just go ahead and, and, and give your review and thoughts and everything about Battle Aaliyah Angel. Not Aaliyah. Battle Angel Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah. Aaliyah? Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn, Aaliyah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a number. Damn. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace, Aaliyah. Uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, you better just... Why don't you come back to that? <laughs> My, okay, my, we're gonna come back. We're gonna my, come back. My train of thoughts thrown off now. Okay, yeah, now we're talking about Aaliyah. We're gonna probably end up with a Leah song or something like that. Uh number two, we have the Lego movie to the second part. Okay, cool. Uh number three, isn't it romantic? The the whatever her name is movie. 
Uh, number four, What Men Want. We talked about that last okay. week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, number five, Happy Death Day to You. They made another one of those? I know. Isn't that weird? It seemed like that the first one came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess they just keep cranking these movies out. Uh, number six, Cold Pursuit. We're not gonna, we're not gonna touch that one. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> Uh, number seven, the upgrade, the upside. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. the Kevin, Oscar. Kevin Hart, Kevin Smith, one of those guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Number eight, Glass, still hanging in there. Uh, number nine, The Prodigy, and number ten, Green Book. Green Book is still in there. Ooh. Oh, because of Oscar, whatever. Yeah, everyone's going to see this shit. Yeah, and it's boosting back up again, stuff like that. So yeah, that's cool. So, uh, okay, Eli, I, 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 I filibustered as long as I could. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, I had a chance to go see Battle Angel Alita. Um, I enjoyed it. It looks fucking amazing. The special effects, holy fuck. It's one of those, you know, when you saw, like, the first time you saw a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. you know, or even the first Avatar, you know, we're like, whoa, holy shit, this looks kind of cool. Or like, I, actually, the Lego movie. Looked really good too. The first time you seen the Lego movie, you're like, "Wow, this wow, they're really coming a long way with special effects." That's how I got. That's how I felt watching this movie. I was like, All right, Holy so, shit. so you, you, what do you do? You feel like they move the needle with these special effects? Oh yeah, um, it's totally. Uh, they're blending the um, the CGI characters with the real character. You know, I mean, you can totally tell it's a CGI. Some characters are totally robotic, but they got the face. Their face is still there, their human face, and it's pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. There's some, the, the effects were basically top notch. Um, and cinematically, yeah, this should be viewed on the big screen. I mean, on the biggest screen possible, because it's like, they really went out on the sets, the world building, the action is fucking, whoa. You're like, woo! You're like, holy shit, this looks amazing. You're, I'm, you basically, it's one of those, wow, I'm in awe looking at this shit. Okay, it was um, a spectacle. Okay. Yes, very big, very huge uh, special for special effects extravaganza. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, the story, however, is a little Uh-oh. uneven. It does take a little bit to get going. There is a lot of exposition jam packed in the first, you know, half hour. You know, basically explaining the world, where we are. You know. Um, Quick synopsis, this is like the Earth 500 years in the future. There's this big, luxurious city that is above, that is in the sky, and then below is basically a garbage dump slum where all the Mm -hmm. poor folk live. So there's definitely this statement on classism. Rich folks are in the sky, poor folks are in the dump. And this uh, cybernetic uh, scientist, this cyborg guy who works on robots, he finds this cyborg body this this junkard um, old robot in the junkyard and basically repairs her she's got her memory kicks in she can't remember who she is but she it turns out that she's an old um cyborg uh soldier you know from a war that had occurred hundreds of years before so basically that's the synopsis um they yeah they end up there's also this thing with bounty hunters and and um these 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 like uh like hunter warriors that go out and you know kill other robots for their parts and stuff everyone's fighting for parts and scraps and stuff you know because you know 
It's a slum. So, and then there's also this sport called, uh, what was it called? Not murder ball. It's kind of like that. It's like a, like a ro- roller derby. Roller, roller derby. Yeah. Cause I yeah. saw it on a commercial. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. Only they, they're chopping the shit out of each other. And it, those scenes are fucking wicked. <laughs> nice. Know? Okay. So, um, so yeah, there, it's just, like I said, it looks amazing. The action's really cool. It's just, it has an uneven plot, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it for the most part, but yeah, it did take a while to get going, but once it got going, it was pretty cool. It reminded me, it's like Avatar for, for me. Uh, I mean, Avatar, I thought was very slow. I thought the first half was boring as hell. And then the last half is awesome. So, <laughs> okay. You know, I remember nothing about that movie. <laughs> Now let yeah. me ask you something about. Let me. Ask you, are, are you well versed in Battle Angel Aaliyah? Whatever. I, I'm not well versed. I did own the the anime on VHS back in the day, okay. and so um, I never read the manga or any of that. I don't know if there's been other animes past it, but the one that I the one that I owned about that's about half of the movie. You know, nice. Okay. So, so they're already sitting up for feature. Uh, yeah, future. I, I had no idea about that sport that they they played. The the, the movie that I saw, mm-hmm. it was just about the bounty hunters and and you know them. You know, trying I'm, I'm to, hearing yeah. that rollerball thing was in like later on versions. Of yeah, that. I never heard of that. I didn't know what that was, but holy shit, it was cool. Those scenes were the those are the best scenes. There's also a bar scene that's really cool. You know. <laughs> okay. You know. Now, re- reason I'm asking because everything you're saying sounds familiar, but nothing to do with this movie or anime or ma- manga you're talking about. It remind. Do you remember a TV show on Fox that called Dark Angel? Oh yeah, with uh, what's her face? Just uh, J- Yeah, yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. The reason I started watching the show because around 2000, I had an unhealthy obsession with Jessica Alba. So yeah, I was like <laughs> watching that show just for her. But James Cameron was also executive producer of that show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the only TV episode that he has ever directed. Okay, yeah. So so I'm wondering cuz they say he's been trying to make this thing for for a, for decades, so I'm yeah. trying to see was that inspired by Balan cuz everything you're saying sounds very familiar with that. It's it's a yeah. lot of stuff in there. Yeah, he's been he he wanted to make this before Avatar. He had the rights to the to Battle Angel before Avatar. But then he's yeah. like I there was no way the way he wanted to make it the technology wasn't available yet. To make these CGI characters and to make them cool enough. Um, yeah. I mean, and yeah, there's some like what's her Alita, the actual main character. Mm-hmm. She, I don't, I, 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 she looked awesome. I mean, I thought it was really cool the way she was done. And yeah, you could totally tell that she's not real, that she is a robot, that this is an artificial human. But it also gave her like almost like a creepy feel. You know, knowing that this isn't a real person, she okay. she looked there was like an un, unsettling nature to her. You know what I mean? Because her eyes were so big and she was so fake, and her the small bot like robotic body, you, you know, yeah. it wasn't. It was all artificial. They call it the fact, uncanny valley. Yeah, and the fact yeah. that it was that that she was supposed to be real was kind of unsettling. You know, how you mm-hmm. see those those sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there for some reason. <laughs> you know, like those, like they're they as real as they might look. They're kind of creepy looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you know. So, okay, so basically, they made her a sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
is. So. Um, but yeah, I I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, and yeah, I I thought it was pretty cool. Like as far as action, it's definitely Robert Rodriguez. I'm a big fan of him. You know, I think he makes great movies. It's got his seal. really underrated. Yeah, he, it's got his style on it. It's a total stylized. You know that that's the movie he wanted to make. Um, right. I think James Cameron wrote the script. So I think oh, wow. there's probably there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I think yeah, I, I just think they're just trying to cram too much into one movie, mm-hmm. you know. So, but other than all, I, I give it a four out of five. I, I definitely might go check it out again in 3D this time, <laughs> just to nice. see. Nice, okay. You know, yeah. even though I'm not a fan of 3D, I think this might be one of those movies you should probably see. Okay, you you sold me. You sold me. I, I think I'm gonna go see the movie because I had no interest in it at first. Uh, but now that you saw it, I might actually go check it out. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. You know, like I said, it's it's a slow burn. It's a slow start, but once it gets going, you're like, Woo! you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, and uh, speaking of James Cameron, okay, uh, getting better at these segues. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of James Cameron, like I said, he was executive uh, producer of Alita: Battle Angel, and they also asked him about Aquaman. Now, the, there's a little backstory to James Cameron and Aquaman actually go back a ways. Not really, but kind of. Uh, remember Entourage? I do. I never really watched the show. Though. I never really watched it either. Uh, especially, uh, apparently, the movie was based on Mark Wahlberg's life or something. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know. Anyway, the point was, the main guy on the show, like one of the long-running plot lines on the show was that they were going to make an Aquaman movie. Oh, and it was okay. going to be directed by James Cameron. It was all fake and it was real. But the funny thing about it, because of that, Aquaman's like movie rights and TV rights and everything was actually tied up because of that stupid ass show. <laughs> so that's why there was no Aquaman movie. That's why they took him off Just League Unlimited. That's why they canceled his TV pilot that was actually not that bad, you know, because his rights were tied up with Entourage. Oh. So they had to wait for that show to end before they even think about even making an Aquaman movie. James Cameron was supposed to make a Justice League movie? No, no, not Just League movie. No, I meant the Just League cartoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, they took him off the Just League cartoon because Aquaman? his movie rights were tied up with Entourage. Okay, Aquaman was another Justice League cartoon. Exactly. Okay. He was. But then he went away. Oh, okay. Yeah. And matter of fact, Black, Ma- Black Manta was supposed to be on there also, but his rights were tied up also because the rights tied up with Aquaman. So when you see Aqu- Black Manta, when Black Manta was a made up dude called Manta Ray, look, I'm going way too deep into this shit. That's <laughs> kind of the point. <laughs> the point was that uh, they said James Cameron's name was tied to Aquaman and the main dude was supposed to play Aquaman. Movie come out supposed to be like the biggest movie of all time, whatever like that. But anyway, it's a made up show. Cut to real life. Aquaman is the biggest movie of all time. Wasn't directed by James Cameron, but actually directed by James Wan, and they asked James Cameron what he thought about Aquaman. And basically, what he said about Aquaman, he's like, uh, "I can never make a movie like that because the movie is too fake. I like to make real underwater movies. It wasn't realistic enough for me. Wait till my movie comes out, and it's gonna shit on everything because I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, hours underwater. I'm the real Aquaman. I made the last part up, but basically, you get the point." <laughs> So basically, it's another Tuesday. James Cameron shoots another superhero movie. Yeah. So. But he uh, pra- he praised the Terminator Genesis movie. Though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I don't understand about that, you know. So it's it. I don't. So James Cameron wants to shit on Aquaman because it's not realistic, but at the same time, it's not supposed to be. No. The movie is about a dude that talks to fish and breathes underwater and and breathes underwater and flies. Let some underwater. of that shit go. And rides a Kraken in the battle. 
Right. <laughs> and, and, a, and a seahorse. You yeah. Know? yeah. So if you're expecting realism, you're at the wrong movie. Yeah. You, you come the wrong, you, you spent your money in the wrong place. Whatever jet propulsion submarine system he was hoping to see. Right. <laughs> doesn't exist in the Aquaman. And I, right. That, that he couldn't believe. <laughs> and that's. <laughs> And the fans that went to go see Aquaman, the reason it made a one point whatever billion dollars, because they weren't expecting to be over realistic and over explained and overly scientific. Yeah. They just want to see him ride a seahorse. Yeah, I've, I mean, been, yeah be, I've been in a real underwater spaceship. That's not how they work. <laughs> like we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of different between uh, Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like most people that don't listen to podcasts have no idea the They just think it's all just big nerd shit. They don't care. It's the same thing, you know. But for those that don't know, I will tell you the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. Basically, Star Trek overexplains everything. They gotta have scientific reason behind everything. They go into detail about what this works and how that works, and they go into language. Star Wars, on the hand, gives a fuck about none of that shit. No. All they care about does it look cool? Yeah. Lightsaber, cool. I don't care how it works. It's cool. <laughs> you know. And the force. The, it's all the force, man. The force. Like, <laughs> whatever it is, it's the force. Yeah. Fuck it. One, Best explanation. One, yeah, one's dumb and stupid and fast and fun, and the other one's boring. <laughs> exactly. And at one time, they tried to explain shit in Star Wars with the midichlorians. They broke the movies. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what the are, fuck is this? Just, just, get this shit out of here. What's all this oh. political shit? What is this, the Prima Directive? Fuck this right. shit. <laughs> Like, we don't want to see this shit. Keep this shit over here. Keep this shit over there. So it's two different things. When you go to see these type of movies, you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Same thing with Aquaman. We don't care if it's realistic or how they explain yeah. and shit. They we don't, don't care. give we a just... shit about trade routes and barricade or uh, you know embargoes being legal on whatever planet system. We don't care. Exactly. Don't give, give us some cool yeah. shit to look at. Give that's, us a spectacle. That's yeah, that's want. a job for fucking Captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> make it so. Yeah, if, I don't know yeah. if you noticed, know but listeners, we don't watch Star Trek. We don't really <laughs> shit about it. I watch enough of it to know that I'm not into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. Oh man. So yeah, that's that's my whole thing with that. So the same thing with Aquaman. We don't want realism, and, and sometimes you gotta not expect too much realism. And, and and I'm gonna give DC some credit. They tried to do realistic shit with this. They tried to make it, you know, in the real world. What would it be like if these cats were real world? And guess what? We didn't want that shit. Yeah. We didn't want Man of Steel or BBS. And they're always on CNN and they're always depressed. And always, what would it be like if Man of Steel existed in the real world? And he turned Metropolis into 9-11. We don't want yeah. that shit. Yeah. You know. And so, we don't want yeah. Aquaman. What would Aquaman be if he was realistic? Nobody wants that shit. <laughs> we don't care. Give us Aquaman, how he is in the cartoons and the comics and everything else. Give us that. Just take that and put it on screen. Don't try to don't try to re- reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing with that one. So yeah, James Cameron, get the fuck on with that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And if, if, yeah, if we can suspend belief that a robot went back in time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, like I said, I know some people out there can't do that. You know, some people can't suspend uh, disbelief. They they watch the comic book movies and it's just like, I just can't get into it because it's too unrealistic. That's cool. Yeah. But at least you should know what you're getting into before you go. If you know the movie is like that, don't take your ass to go yeah, see a movie. Go watch don't something else. Go watch something else. Yeah. Go watch uh the Green Book or the Green Mile or whatever. And is it isn't it romantic yeah. or some shit like Up that? The you upside know, and shit. <laughs> you know, go watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Watch the Oscars. <laughs> right. 
That'll be your tough cup of tea right there. Yeah. So yeah, that's all we got to say about that. Uh, moving past that, can we talk about Ben Affleck again? Sure. Okay, we're not gonna go into a long, long, drawn out because we we've said everything we could to say about Ben Affleck and Batfleck and Batman or something like that. But what we do want to say is that Ben Affleck went on Jimmy Kimmel last week and officially. And that's retired. Like before, it was just like rumors that he might retweet something or something like that, and he didn't was staying quiet. But this, he actually went on there, officially retired, officially said, "I'm not Batman anymore." Uh, and they even retired his jersey with Tom Brady's number on and stuff like that. So, so he's oh, out. that's he's right. Done. He's from Boston, isn't it? He he's from Boston. Uh, he's a big Patriots fan, stuff like that. So, yeah, whatever. Fuck him. Fuck him now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, he was a Patriots fan before he became Batman. So you can't say yeah. fuck him now. He's a Red Sox fan too. Fuck him. Right. <laughs> and Matt Damon. Hey, so is Chris Evans. <laughs> is he? Yeah, you can't pick and choose. Can't cherry pick. Uh, <laughs> fuck him too, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck Captain America? No, fuck Johnny Blaze or Johnny Blaze. Johnny Storm. <laughs> Johnny Storm. <laughs> I was saying that I can't protect you on that one, Eli. I'm gonna let him have you on that one. <laughs> So, yeah, but here's here's one thing that grinds my gears on the whole situation is how the media reported this thing. And they tried to seem like they were trying to throw Ben Affleck under the bus with this stuff because he said he couldn't crack it. That wasn't they took it completely out of context. That's not what he said. I mean, it is what he said, but it's not how he said it. When he said he couldn't crack it, like why he's retiring from Batman because cracking. He wasn't actually even talking about Batman himself. He was talking about the script that he was trying to write for the Batman movie because that's the whole reason he signed on to become Batman because Warner Brothers promised him the solo yeah. Batman movie. Yeah. He was going to write, yeah. direct, and star. Right. The whole thing. It, it was going to be his baby and that was it. But he said he couldn't crack the script and that's what he did. And honestly, that may or may not be the truth, but that's what he said. It wasn't that he couldn't crack Batman. He could play Batman. Yeah. He just could, didn't know how to crack the script. And I, honestly, I think with Warner Brothers, I think with the whole thing that was going on just with the DCEU, not even his fault, they just took the movie away from him. I think I think, yeah, and I wonder about that. I was wondering, like, okay, yeah, you can write this story or you can write the script, but you can't use the Joker because she's in Suicide Squad. You can't use this person. You can't use that person who's got all these other fucking movies. So this is what you got. And he's like, okay, well, well fuck this. If I got to use, like, Condiment King. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. His hands were tied behind his back. Like, yeah. Write a, write a Batman movie. Yeah. Know? He probably didn't want, probably didn't get to make the movie he wanted to make. So he was like, fuck right. this. You know, I wanted to have fun, but since you're not letting me, fuck this shit. You know? Right. And, and plus, they were changing the script of, like, the Batman v Superman movies and the Just League movies so much, like, on the fly. He didn't know where to go from that. And, and, and what else? I was going somewhere with this. I lost it. Anyway. Yeah, Ben Affleck could. Oh, that uh, that remember that Out All Night movie, Up All Night, whatever. No, it's another movie he wrote, directed, starred in, stuff like that. Is that that gangster one? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. It flopped. Nobody saw. Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. So I'm thinking when Warner Brothers saw that movie flop, because they also produced that movie, also I think yeah. they took Batman away from him. Yeah, because he came out. I mean, he was riding high with Argo and. And then, you know, he made The Town and, and, and Gone Baby. I mean, Gone Baby Gone's awesome. I mean, if anybody's right. ever seen that, that's a great-ass movie. So was The Town. So Yeah, uh, The Town, Argo. He was winning all these movies like that. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, Eli, me personally, I think that Up All Night, that, I can't even remember the name of the movie, whatever the fuck that movie was, I think that movie broke him. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you took all that time making that movie, you put your heart and soul into it, and then it flops. 
and then you take Batman because look, shit started happening. It just started like spiraling for him, like life wise. You know, took the movie away from him, took Batman away from him. Just League was flopping. Everybody hated him for Batman and Superman. He got divorced. He started drinking, went to rehab, gained weight, got a back tattoo. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, and this was like his second go around, because he kind of like came and went before. Like, yeah, he had a big Daredevil and G League. People were like, yeah, yeah okay. he had this. He was like a big movie star, and then he kind of like faded away, and no one heard from yeah. him until he started directing again and made his own movies, and you know. Right, and he was based, and you could look, he would look like he said, okay, this is my last chance. I got to make this shit work, you know. Yeah. So I can see this shit breaking him. You know, I'm not even, not even holding my fault, but he owned Jimmy Kimmel. He looked good. He didn't look Batman good, but look good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> looked like he's ready to start getting back to work again. I think he's got like a, I think he was promoting a Netflix movie he's got coming out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so. I don't know what that is. I don't know, so I think that's what he's got going on right now. But good to see him, him working again. He did his Batman thing. We're not going to rehash that whole Batman argument, but I just hate it when the news just, you know, throws bullshit out there like that when they, it, it was kind of unnecessary, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole thing. Oh, uh, let's talk about let's talk about streaming services now. Let's talk about Netflix. Okay. And not only Netflix, let's talk about the DC Universe. We're going to talk about both. I'm going to combine them because uh, two comic book properties came out this week. Oh yeah. My legs are one of them. Okay, yeah, two comic properties came out. So one is Umbrella Academy. Eli, have you ever heard of this? Yeah, I never read it or watched the show. And they I, re-released it on trade. I checked on Comixology. It's like in top ten right now. Uh, so it yeah. looked like it was a popular comic. You know? I, yeah, and I don't like that dude's band, so I never fucking read anything he's done. Wait, wait, who, who are you talking about? You lost fuck, me. You lost me with that. Fuck that guy, too. <laughs> Just because of his shitty band. No, that dude, what's his name? Way, Gerard, or Drager, Gerard Way, is that his name? The guy wrote wrote Umbrella Academy? And no he wrote, idea who that guy And he wrote a bunch of DC shit. The Young Animal, The Mother Panic. He's been writing Oh, I never read any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in a band. Uh, one of them shitty, emo, hot topic, uh, uh, gothic, goth bands. Uh, it explains uh, so much after watching this show. My, my Chemical Romance. That's that thing, yeah. Uh, that guy? Yeah. That was, explains so much, like, Eli. You, yeah, he was yeah, like okay, the lead I'm, singer. Lead I'm completely singer. thinking, like, the, it changed my whole perspective of the show I just watched now. It, it, you, you just made me understand it so much more now. <laughs> yeah. I was so not a fan of that band, and, um, yeah, I'm just too hard for that shit. I'm just too damn metal. So I just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard he's in, doing comics, I'm like, oh, jeez, what? You know what? Because you said that, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not even gonna talk about Umbrella Academy. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the other show. Honestly, the the show just looked like another X Men, you know. <laughs> and that's that's the reason why I'm gonna skip over it because it actually is not more. It's actually more Doom Patrol than X Men. Okay. It feels like a Doom Patrol ripoff. All right. Yeah, that's why I'm just gonna just go right to Doom Patrol and let's talk about that. You know. <laughs> So, yeah, so Doom Patrol, now, let me, actually, you know what, I actually did some research on Doom Patrol. A lot of it, you guys don't know about Doom Patrol. So I'm going to give you just a quick uh, summary of Doom Patrol, based in about, uh, about a bunch of freaks and monsters that live in this mansion with this guy that's in a wheelchair. They fight crime against other monsters and freaks that fear and hate both sides and stuff like that. Sounds familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> 
they you may think they're x-men ripoff but they actually predate the x-men i was just about to say which came first yeah they predate the x-men so the x-men came first the x-men are probably a ripoff of the doom patrol Mm -hmm. you know uh umbrella academy i just think about that basically the same thing about umbrella academy it's about a bunch of freaks and nature blah 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 blah, dude blah 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 yeah same shit yeah so the the the, the freaks are are minorities yeah, basically, it's it's all <laughs> allegory, it's all symbolism and metaphorical, you know. So whatever. Written so by another white got, guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but here's the thing about Doom Patrol. Like I said, Doom Patrol was this campy, weird, strange thing that was around, and they actually died back in the '70s or '60s, some shit like that, and they just faded away, and that was it. But in the '80s, they were rebooted by the legendary Grant Morrison. Ah. So yeah, ah. so this is actually where Grant Morrison cut his teeth on. This is actually how he made his name okay. by re- reviving the Doom Patrol. Okay. So, and yes, this Grant Morrison and the Doom Patrol is exactly what you think it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Complete mind fuck the whole time, right? <laughs> so, so that's what it is. Uh, the show is kind of like a mix match. It kind of like cherry picks from different parts of the Doom Patrol runs. Like it takes from the, the older 60 runs, but also picks apart some of the Grant Morrison runs. Add in some more of the other shit. And yeah, overall, what I think about this show is that it's actually a really good show. Okay. Here's, here's the thing about Doom Patrol. Uh, like we talked about Titans over and over. I used to talk about how Titans, I like Titans, stuff like that. This is a better show than Titans. Okay. And the reason I say it's a better show than Titans because Titans, it feel like they had to rework too much to try to make it edgy and dark and stuff like that. Like this fucking Batman. Really- Right, fuck Batman, you know, and Black Starfire and all this stuff like that. You're like, is it Titans? Or is it like a different universe? Where on the other hand with Doom Patrol, they can just make Doom Patrol. They can just take Doom Patrol because the story is so weird and out there. They can just take that shit and just do it, you know. So it's still crazy and shit and weird and strange and dark, but it feels like what you expect a Doom Patrol comic to be like. You know, they bring back some fan favorite. Brendan Fraser is back. Oh, yeah. Encino Man? Yeah, yeah he's a uh, robot man or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah, well, Encino Man. I forgot. <laughs> and I'm just glad to see Brendan Fraser. What the fuck happened to Brendan Fraser? Why did he disappear? I don't know. Yeah, what was the last thing he did? The Mummy movies? <laughs> no, it was, uh, what was the name of that movie? George of the Jungle? Bedazzle? Oh, damn, I don't remember that. Some shit. Yeah. He sold the soul to the devil, but it, the devil was Elizabeth Hurley or some shit. That he was in that? Yeah. Okay. Like last movie saw. I mean, the thing was, like Brendan Fraser was Chris Pratt before Chris Pratt. Yeah, he was on his way. He was. He was on his way. He was the guy because Harrison Ford became whatever. So every year, decade, they kept looking for who's the next Harrison Ford. They was always finding a guy, you know. Yeah. And Brendan Fraser was that guy, just like Chris Pratt is that guy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so but then he just disappeared, and they said it might have been something to do with Harvey Weinstein or some bullshit. It's kind of why he faded away, like he was blackballed because of some bullshit. Oh, did Harvey Weinstein molest him too? Maybe not Harvey Weinstein, maybe some other guy. Oh, yeah, but anyway. So I, uh, I'll you, hey, I'll admit I've never read any Doom Patrol, so I have no idea other than it looks like yeah, a team of superheroes. It's <laughs> a bunch of weird superhero stuff like that. And the funny thing is, like, I've, I've only where well, they've only had one episode right now as the pilot. Now, for some reason, Cyborg is on the team now, even though Cyborg has never been on the team before. Oh, yeah. And, and it makes you wonder, like, why is Cyborg here when Beast Boy was actually a member of the Doom Patrol? Okay. Was Cyborg yeah, that, on Titans? Titans? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, he wasn't. Oh. Okay. 
No, so he wasn't on Titans at all. Uh, and it, it, they need to stop trying to make Cyborg a thing. They really try to make Cyborg a thing. He was <laughs> only just league. Nobody wanted him there. They stuck him on Titans. He should have been there. Now he's on Doom Patrol. Like he's not a name that's gonna make people show up. That oh, Cyborg's on there. Let me go check this out. Like nobody's gonna do that. Like he just got he just bounced around from team to team. <laughs> so honestly, it, and, and, I, and I hope he doesn't fuck up the chemistry of the team because he wasn't on the first episode. And the chemistry of the 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 people that are on the team now. I like it. It was interesting. But why are you going to have two robot dudes on the team? You got Cyborg and Brendan Fraser playing Robot Man. That's his name, Robot Man? Yeah, Robot Man. I'm not making it up. That's his name. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's supposed to be uh, on the team. Now they got him on this. I don't know. But like I said, it would have made more sense with Beast Boy being there because Beast Boy was actually a member of the Doom Patrol. And when they died, he was the last surviving member. That's when he joined the Teen Titans. So, little fun fact for y'all on that one. Uh, let me just actually talk about this show. Like I said, I'm rambling about everything except that show. Here's the thing, Eli. This show, I was going to watch this at work. I'm so glad I didn't. Because this show looked like it could have been on HBO. Oh, really? Yeah, you got nudity. You got F-bombs. You got violence. Like, this could have been a straight-up HBO show. Like, they really went there on the show. This is cool. this is a hard R. Cool. They're doing yeah, that a lot lately, like because I'm watching Deadly Class on yeah. Sci-Fi, and uh-huh. yeah, there's f bombs, and I don't think there's is there nudity. I don't think there's nudity, but yeah, they're swearing up a storm on that shit, and it's violent yeah, like, as fuck, man. Yeah, so like sex scenes and stuff, and I'm like, and, and but the thing is about the DC app, the Universe app, they never give ratings on this stuff. Okay. Like, like with Netflix, you'd be like, okay, TVMA, okay, and I watch that. They get me ready. So when you watching some shit, you have no idea what the fuck you about to watch. <laughs> You be sitting there watching. Hey kids, you want to watch Doom Patrol? You're like, what the fuck? It's got a robot man on it. You got a robot man fucking a chick. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but like I said, this is the type of show that's designed for this app because it's so weird and so out there. You can't put this on regular TV. You have to cater it to a very specific audience and the type of audience that would watch a show like this. The type of audience that will subscribe to this type of app. Is fit for a TV show because you don't need a huge budget because it's just a bunch of weird ass dudes running around, uh, and you can make a budget. <coughs> Excuse me. You can have uh some great actors like Brendan Fraser. You got Timothy Dalton. You know uh the '90s James Bond who everybody hates. Still cool, you know. Uh, and you can make a show like this, and, and I'm interested in the characters seeing where it goes. So, yeah. Now, as far as like my my favorite shows, it's like Young Justice alone justifies the DC app, you know, payment for me. Titans was cool and I liked it, but Doom Patrol feels like it's the show that they probably should have started. They should have led off with, mm-hmm. you know. So that's my thing about well, that. You might one. be sold me on this shit because you know tax season's coming up and yeah. I, might, I might do the DC Universe. You know, I'm honestly Eli. I'm I'm sold on DC Universe. Like you got all this stuff right there. They got all kind of like all your favorite cartoons and stuff like that are on there, like Batman animated series and Just League Unlimited and. All of their uh, DC animated movies, like that that Reign of the Superman and Death of Superman, mm-hmm. that's all on there. And then you got comics for days, like I'm reading all the Teen Titans '80s comics, Batman and the Outsiders, all this stuff like that. Like they got a list of comics on there. Yeah, you know, that, so that's what I want it for, anyway. Yeah, I mean, like I said, when we first talked about this, like back in November a couple months ago, it wasn't worth it at the time. But I'm looking at it now, and I, I don't even pay attention. I'm I'm literally on DC app on something every day. Mm-hmm. 
you know, even when I'm at work, you know, I might want uh like fire it up and you know watch Batman Brave and the Bold or some shit like that, you know, just at work or some or or watch an episode of Batman the animated series and me and some coworkers will talk about it stuff like that. So it's always I'm on the app doing something every day, so it's worth it for me. Mm-hmm. And so cool. Uh, yeah, worth it more than Netflix. I can't watch comics on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, damn. I think we think we got to run that. Wait, okay. Can we move to the video? I guess we can move to the video game section now. Sure. That was quick. Okay. So, video game section, what are we going to talk about? Really not much I want to talk about. Uh, I do want to talk about Anthem. Anthem Drop uh, is a game by BioWare. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I think it's a demo. I might get around to playing that demo and checking it out from there. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I was going to play it on PC, but Eli, I, I can't. What happened? Did you break My PC it? isn't popping up to run it. Oh, damn. It made me feel so inadequate. <laughs> like, man, it just like humbled me for a second. Like, damn, is it, is it that time already? You know, but yeah, it looks like a pretty game. I want to see how it goes from there. Uh, and now last week I also talked about Apex Predator. Oh no, not that. Apex Legends. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apex Legend was the Fortnite killer. Well, Eli, there was a, a game. There was an Apex Legends killer out there. <laughs> already. Already, just a week later, and you know the name of the game, right? No. Tetris 99. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, Tetris, but see, Tetris is only on Nintendo Switch. So apparently, you're in a room with like 60 people, or 100 people, or 99 people, something like that, and you're basically doing a Tetris map, and the last person survives wins. Oh, you know? really? So it's a battle royal game with te- or Tetris. Oh, no, that sounds fun. That sounds fun, I mean, because Tetris, everybody knows how to play Tetris. Yeah. You know? So they got all kind of crazy rules and people are going online and friend of that. They already got tutorials online and stuff like that. It's, it's like, it's fucking insane, you know, so. Cool. All I got to say about that. And really not too much in the video game section. Probably some more stuff coming down the road. I guess we move to the next part of the podcast. Sure. Okay. So the next part of the podcast is the bread and butter podcast where you actually, some of you actually tune in to see our opinion on some of this stuff. And this is where we talk about the comic books, where we talk about the comic books on the comic book bullies. And Eli, I guess. I, I start off first. Yeah, I guess I got, got more books I than you. Got more than me now. I got more books than you. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> it's like a first. It's like, all right. So the first one. Let me see. Trying to see what we got. Okay. So first book we're gonna do is Superman Eight. Superman Eight. Uh, this is like I said. This is in the storyline of the House of Ale. You know, uh, based how the storyline starts off is that uh, Superman and Lois and Jonathan, who's now like 17 years old, he because he he aged six years. Uh, they're in the Fortress of Solitude, which has now been transpla- uh, transplanted to the Bermuda Triangle, so nobody can get there. And you know, Superman's robots are doing scans on Jonathan to make sure that Jonathan is Jonathan, not a clone or a Simicron or whatever the hell. And while they're doing it, Jonathan's telling them what what happened to him like the last couple of years, whatever like that. And he's telling them the moment that uh that Lois, you know, his mom left the ship. He sat there and talked to his grandpa, and his grandpa was having a conversation with him. He was like, uh, Jonathan, why'd you come to the ship? He was like, I want to hang out with my grandpa. And plus, you said you're going to show me the universe. And I, I, what kid wouldn't pass it up? He was like, yeah, but here's the thing. You're half Kryptonian, half Earthling. You shouldn't be here. And technically, I'm supposed to be dead. I shouldn't be here either. And I'm a scientist by nature, by heart. So we're two abominations that shouldn't even exist. And it makes you wonder, what's the point of it all? What's the point of even being a scientist? What's the point of science at all? What's the point of the universe? And then Jonathan starts thinking about it. Like, oh, shit. Grand, granddad's crazy. 
you know. So he wants to get off the ship, but the thing is, they're so far, they're actually out of the Milky Way. He has no way to get back. So they're just, uh, and then when he's telling the story, Superman gets so fucking pissed. He's like, Lois, I gotta, I gotta get some air, you know, go somewhere. And the thing is, he's so pissed that his own father took away six years of his son's life that Superman can never get back and watch his son grow. So he's so pissed, but he's like, I can't go punch an asteroid because I don't want to, you know, affect anything, affect the universe, stuff like that. I can't go punch in mountains and stuff like that because I don't want to hurt the earth. I got to find something to punch. And then it just so happened. He just find Mongol just flying around about to take over the earth. He was like, thank you. I got somebody. And then right before he get ready to punch Mongol, they cut back to, <laughs> they cut back to Jonathan and he keeps telling the story. So Jonathan is like I said, he's still going around with, uh, with the granddad and they're saving the universe, stuff like that. And he's saying they're so deep in the universe now that nobody's even heard of Earth. And the only thing they even heard, even if they have heard of Earth, the only thing they know of Earth is Superman, you know. So he goes around saving the Earth. He see two Green Lanterns fly down and they see him. And he's whispered to them, he's like, can y'all please take me home? And they're like, what? I mean, why not, what about your granddad? And, it, and of course, Jarrell hears him. And that moment, you know, they go back on the ship and like, like for a year, Jarrell says nothing to him, you know, the entire time. And then eventually, uh, oh, and then Superman, after Superman beats the shit out of Mongo, he flies back and Lois is like, oh, you, you got it out your system? You're like, yeah. So anyway, Jarrell and Jonathan have, Jarrell finally talked to Jonathan after a whole year since I talked to him. He was like, look, I'm sorry what happened. I'm sorry I brought you out here. Do you want to go back home? He's like, yeah, granddad, I don't want to go back home. Before they go there, they go, they get sucked into a black hole. And then on the other end of the black hole, uh, they look up and it's the crime syndicate. They're back. Ultraman, Owlman, Superwoman, those crazy ass fuckers there. And Jonathan Kent is just staring at them. And then the next issue is like, next issue, Superboy versus the crime syndicate. And that's how the book ends. So another Bendis book. I know everybody hates this. I know I'm the only one that likes Bendis <laughs> Superman. That's cool. I'm okay with that. What do people uh, not like about it? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. I, honestly, I, I, I don't. At this point, I don't even know why they don't. Uh, like you're, it. you're a, you're like you're a Superman fan. I'm a Superman fan. I like. Look, it's, it's different. It is different. I think, I think people don't like it because Bendis does have a different take on Superman than what we've seen before. But that's the reason I like it because he is doing something different. He's writing differently and he's bringing. Well, he does have some inconsistency compared to what other writers do. But what writer doesn't? Like damn, every comic writer just ignores what another writer did before. Uh, except the stuff that they liked and it's do their own thing you know yeah. so i don't know people don't like it because they say it's a little bit too different uh it is bendis i gotta keep saying that word because it is he's basically it's bendis version of superman instead of superman but i'm okay with that because bendis one of my favorite writers so i'm just enjoying the story so yeah, yeah. I mean, overall i give it a four to five yeah. i'm interested in seeing where it goes and yeah that's, that's what i got Okay, well, you know what? I'll do, I'll do the Punisher. Okay, Punisher. Okay. Yeah, Punisher. Do some indie books. Punisher indie book. No, I, I was just gonna do the indie books, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do the Punisher just to even things out. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the Punisher number eight, um, War in Bulgaria. Um, so Frank Castle is in prison. Uh, Baron Zemo's got him in a this hydro hydro jail. Um, uh, and basically, since hi- it's, since Bulgaria is a a, uh, a country of criminals, then it's the people who are uh, non criminals are the ones in the jail are the ones in the jail. You know, cartoonists, journalists, you know, uh, pacifists. They're the ones who are in prison. 
So Punisher's there. They're get he's in jail with them. He, um, the Hydra agents are constantly fucking with them. But then there's this nun who's in the jail too, who wants to uh, basically use Frank's uh, vicious skills for some righteous causes. So what they want to do is break out of jail. And he's like, we have, you know, you have the whole prison population at your disposal. This is your army. And Punisher's like, yeah, but these are a bunch of non-criminal, non-soldiers, pacifists who can't fight. I can, you know, I can't do anything. He's like, no, but, but, you know, the nun's like trying to convince him. No, they're willing to fight, though. He's like, but they can't fight. Yeah, but still, if they, you know, they can either die here doing nothing or they can die trying to do something. So Punisher's like, okay, fuck it. You know, so he decides, yeah, I can use you, but I'm not going to teach you how to fight because that'll take too damn long. What we're going to do, we gotta, we got, I got another plan. You know, so basically what he does is he orchestrates a prison break using, using the whole prison population, all their jobs they collect, you know, they siphon gas, they get fertilizer, they get, you know, they, they, they stuff, uh, you know, shit in the toilet to clog the, to clog the pipes, to start off, to basically, um, Start this whole uh, uh, domino effect of taking over the prison using the these non warriors to do so. It's it's pretty it's pretty clever. Um, I won't po- I won't spoil it because half of the fun of reading it is watching them do all these different jobs of you know clogging the pipes and then putting uh, so was it what's that chemical that basically um, causes uh, was it sodium nitrate or whatever when you mix it with uh, Water it explodes, it explodes yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff and you know um, faking fake yeah faking sicknesses yeah guy makes a really bad moonshine so uh, and then gives it to everybody and they all start puking so they can you know divert you know do be a diversion for the guards to take all these prisoners to the infirmary so so they're <laughs> so it's it's really it's 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 really fun and clever. Um, not a lot of violence. It's just a lot. It's a, it's basically a heist. It's a prison escape. You know, it's a jailbreak. You know, Punisher style. You know, using pacifists. <laughs> <laughs> so really fun. Uh, give it a four out of five. You know. Cool. Okay. All right. Next we have uh, the Batman Who Laughs number three. Okay. So like I said, both of us have read it, so we get a chance to just discuss it. This is the comic book club, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Basically, how the book starts off, I'm going to just shorten it down as much as possible. Uh, Batman and Commissioner Gordon are talking to James Gordon Jr. For those who don't know, James Gordon Jr. is this former serial killer who's probably one of the worst serial killers Gotham has ever seen. But he's been reformed uh, and he's been basically been drugged up and just works at like some, some kind of stock boy. So Batman is talking to him and saying, I need your serial killer mind, not this drugged up state you're in right now. I need your serial killer mind to find out what the Batman who last has planned next because nobody can figure it out. Because he's always a step ahead of all of us. And James Jr. can tell him, I, I'm sorry, I don't know I don't know how to do that stuff anymore. I'm not that guy anymore, you know. But before they can keep interrogating and find out what's going on, the whole place gets shot up and it turned around and it's the Grim Knight, you know, Punisher Batman. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh Punisher Batman has a gun pointed at Batman, Batman pulls out his grappling gun, and Grim Knight almost starts laughing at him. He's like, What the fuck is that? He's like, You can laugh if you want. But but I'm one of the top ten shots in, on the, alive on my planet, and Grim Knight looks at him. Oh, I guess everybody's a winner on your planet, you know. So he shoots him, uh, grappling gun, you know, ties around Grim Knight's neck, gets him out of there, and he thinks he beat him, but he hasn't. 
because what's actually what really happened is that uh grim knight has already hacked into gotham city's uh system you know i guess yeah. the traffic system or the traffic cam stuff like that so he has them blocked in and he basically is telling them i've hacked in the, the entire system of gotham already you see that 747 is flying over gotham right now with 41 people in it i got a rig to explode unless you give me gordon right now and james jr said i'm not going anywhere with you and batman's like wrong gordon so he punches commissioner gordon hands him over before you know anything gets out of hand so he takes uh james jr down to the to the sewer level trying to find out where is the batman who last gonna you know explode you know where he's gonna attack next jr said he does not know and batman's like damn we're gonna lose aren't we like pretty much yeah so alfred uh, I've got to, he let Joker escape and like, but that's nothing. Alfred is trying to get into the Batcave because he got an alert from Batman, but the Batcave's been sealed. He can't get into it, so he decides to go to the other entrance to the Batcave, and he goes down there and he sees Batman. It's just like, I've been doing this all wrong. The way we've been doing things and just doing this catch and release where we just do criminals over and over again, it's not working. We got to do something different. So he got this pale Joker skin. He's destroyed all the toxins, and yeah, he has turned he had built himself the batman who laughs mask and he's like it's time we change the plan and yeah that's how the book ends so yeah yeah and so some of the shit in there penguin does some blah 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 bullshit but like that he says joker tells him batman he's penguin's greatest and whatever um overall slower book than what we've had before yeah I... but Still cool. I, I, I see you're not into this one as much as I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like this is a repeat of the first issue. Like, we're back to, okay, Batman's going to be the Batman who laughs again. Because that was like the ending of the first mm-hmm. issue. We're like, oh shit, he got he got uh, infected with the cho- Joker do- toxin. Oh my god, Batman's going to turn into the Joker. And then we get to right, issue two. Right, but in the second issue, he fights it all. Yeah, he know. pumps himself full of drugs, and he's like, no, I'm cool. You know? <laughs> And then the last one ended with, oh, shit, they're going to go get Gordon's son, who's this fucked up serial killer. And then we get to this issue, and he's like, nah, I'm reformed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, he can't even do shit. So. You know, and it's like, okay, uh, yeah. And then, okay, the, this, this, uh, the, the Punisher Batman shows up, and that's all right, you know? That was, that was about the coolest scene in this. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, the coolest scene in, in the book, so. Yeah, that was all right. And then we're like, okay, now Batman's going to be the Joker again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends. It's like okay, so but I'm he's still... like slowly becoming more and more the Joker. Like he was there at the first book, but now he's like he's becoming more and more the Batman who laughs. So I don't know. I'm almost I'm almost thinking like maybe this is like some kind of Elseworld story where it's really the origin of the Batman who laughs, but the Batman who laughs is going back in time to teach him how to become the Batman who laughs. Something I was just thinking this was gonna like the Batman who laughs is gonna be more at the forefront of the story. Yeah, he's really not. It's really still just about Batman. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and his trying to figure out what, you know, Batman Who Laughs is going to do. He's still the antagonist. And so right. we're not seeing enough of him for what I was hoping the story was going to be. I mean, I'm enjoying it for the most part, but I'm just like, okay, yeah, I, I, I was just expecting something else, you know. But what we're of, seeing is that Batman is losing it every time. He's getting outsmarted. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, and he's slowly. And maybe this is fine. Okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna become Joker. Only maybe a good jo- maybe a good Joker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I give it a you know it's a three point five out of five for me. So. Okay, so I wait. You get a three point five out of five? 
Yeah. For me. So did I. Okay, yeah, see? I don't know. <laughs> we gave it the same score, but it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was, it was odd. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for the big payoff, is basically. It's all, you know, this is, it's, it's a lot of building up and tension. You know, I'm waiting for it to all, you know, the catalyst. You know, I went for off the blow up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and when this is halfway through, this is only, like never. This is only six issues, so I'm right. I'm, so I'm kind of waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, is it my turn? Yeah, I'm I'm done. I got nothing. Okay. Um, what do I got? Oh, Murder Falcon. So Murder Falcon nine number five, and um, as I was saying, I've been just loving this book lately. Um, it's a you know it's a it's a book about Heavy metal. It's a book for metalheads about a metalhead. Um, basically, Murph, this giant um, bird man with a metal arm, comes from another dimension to fight off these demons that are trying to take over the world with the power of heavy metal. And he recruits this guy Jake and his band Bruticus to accompany him and aid him in destroying these uh, monsters. So that's that's the premise. Um, we're on number five now, where uh, what's this thing called? Magnus Chaos Magnum, the giant like overlord demon from another dimension, is trying to punch a way into this this world, and it's somewhere in Norway. There's a Norwegian black metal band basically guarding that portal, you know, <laughs> and I just thought okay. this was hilarious. And as a as a metal fan, this book makes so many references like deep references to metal <laughs> okay and that's what i love about it they got this norwegian black metal band guarding the gates <laughs> of the earth in case these monsters come through and that their job is to play a metal song to fight these monsters <laughs> that try okay. to break through the gates so <laughs> and i just thought that was hilarious so these monsters are coming through the portal and this black metal band plays um <laughs> The song and these it's an army of goats and and the and the and tree the yagdrazzle tree which is also from the thor comics like the thor uh, yeah whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that thing comes to life and they battle you know and um for those who don't know what black metal is black metal is a subgenre in metal mostly um satanic a lot of it was satanic but a lot of it was also had to do with uh paganism as far as you know norse and Celtic cultures basically reclaiming their heritage, you know, because right. they were indigenous people to Europe, basically the white natives of Europe before okay. they were wiped out by the Romans and became and colonized by Christians. They were tribal people of Europe and that like the Vikings, like the Celts, like the Druids. So a lot of black metal actually takes pride in that. So they just, you know, kind of rebel against you know, the Christian enslavers who, you know, that's where a lot of black metal comes from. And so the fact that this band was there protecting the earth <laughs> okay, was hilarious and shit. But yeah, um, but the band, that black metal band gets decimated by the, by the demons. And so the one guitarist, the one, the one sole survivor left alive, um, what is his name? His name is Helmdar. <laughs> okay. He's and he goes and seeks out Jake, the the guy, the kid with Murder Falcon. He's like, hey, I want to join your band because obviously, 
you know, the demons are coming through the portal. We got to do something. We got to join forces. So this is just a lot of fun. I laugh my ass off every month um, when I read this. I guess it's a four out of five for me. Nice. Okay. Murder Falcon. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, last book I have is Wonder Twins number one. Wonder Twins. That Wonder Twins number one. Oh. Okay. So for those, let me just get everybody up to speed on who the Wonder Twins are. Everybody, you all know who the Wonder Twins are, believe it or not. Even if you don't think you know who they are, you know who they are. They are those two twin things from the Super Friends show back in the 70s. They had that pet blue monkey. Gleek. You know, one, Bleak, right. Wonder Twins activate. All right, coming back to you now. Okay, yep. so let's let's go. Now everybody's up to speed. So we go to Morris High School where the Wonder Twins go there now. And I can't remember which one of these. The boy. Okay. The boy is in school. He's basically talking about heritage day when you go up and you tell embarrassing stories about your, your heritage, your people, where you come from. And he basically talks about his planet, whatever the fuck, I can't remember. Uh, and he's on the planet and he tells like, on my planet, we have solved everything. Uh, economic crisis is fine. There's no violence. Uh, there's no cholesterol problems. Everybody is healthy. Every, you know, psychological society problems taken care of. There's no racism. Everything's fine. We're basically Sweden in space, you know. But there's one thing that happens whenever it thunderstorms. So apparently when it thunderstorms, everybody on my planet uh, gets butt naked and has an orgy. And everybody's like, wait, what? Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's what happens on their planet. Uh, so, yeah, he says the bed. So basically the teacher, when she sees it going, he like tells her to stop the story, stuff like that. And then school ends. They go back to the Hall of Justice. And Superman basically says, hey, uh, he tells Batman and, and Wonder Woman, hey, I want you guys to meet the Wonder Twins. I'm friends with the dad. Uh, I had an issue that happened, something like that, and the dad said that the kids can't stay on the planet, so I brought them here to bring them to Earth. I've already enrolled them in school. They've been in school for a couple months now, and I want them to join Just League. And Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like, well, you could have ran this by us first. Like, yeah, I didn't feel like it. So basically, the rest of the book is the Wonder Twins roaming around the Justice, uh, the, the the Hall of Justice, just like they did in the '70s. They're talking to the supercomputer, which the Just League don't even use anymore because they all have cell phones now. But the supercomputer is from the, the 70s Superman first show also, you know. And while they're in there, the super, Superman and the Justice League are talking about, oh, Mr. Mixio Plicknick has showed up. He's causing havoc. He kicks the shit out of the Justice League. The Wonder Tens don't even show up to that shit. They're just on the supercomputer just talking about how, how they're going to become popular in school, you know. But the thing is what happened in school, we were in track race one time, it's thunderstorms. And when it thunderstorms, the boy gets a space boner or some shit. And all of a sudden they call him Thunderlust and he's, you know, he's so embarrassed in school he doesn't want to go back. So the girl, his his twin sister, has to try to talk him into going back to school because he's so embarrassed. Even Superman and Batman chime in like, don't worry about it. We've had embarrassing shit happen in school too. So Batman tells an embarrassing story about how he tried to get a chick and teach embarrassed him. Superman does the same thing and he's like, okay, I'll go back to school. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Mr. Plicknick shows up out of nowhere. And then the girl press the button and says uh everything he just said rewind and play it backwards and if you play it backwards he says his name he disappears one twins beat him and like okay where were we oh yeah how we gonna get popular school and that's how the book ends so Noted. yeah this is uh yeah i don't know what to say about this book man. okay sounds, I, I, it sounds I, like I, a fucking teen comedy like a, that's exactly like, what it is. I mean, I'm starting to realize that's what these wonder books are now. That's and I kind of figured that's what they were going, but I thought it was going to be more like Naomi. I feel like Naomi kind of walked that line where it didn't feel like it was talking down to me. It felt like, but it still felt like it was geared toward your younger audience, but it was still, you know, 
there. This definitely feel like it's talking to a, a, a younger audience. Like, okay, this is not the book I'm looking for. I don't know why the fuck I read this shit, to be honest with you. I just like, I, I was so curious to see a Wonder Twin. Why are the fuck are the Wonder Twins back? You know, <laughs> but they, the blue monkey never even shows up. Damn it. I guess they're saving him. Did they, did they actually change into anything? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They got on They even say Wonder Twins activate the whole okay. thing. <laughs> the boy turns into water and, uh, and the funny thing is that like the Just League, cause the book is kind of funny to be honest with you, because Superman is explaining the powers to the Wonder Woman and Batman. Like, uh, what are their powers? Oh, they change, they're changelings. One of them can turn into any animal she wants to. Oh, that's pretty cool. Another one turns into water. They're like, oh, okay. So they really only want the girl, you know, <laughs> but the boy is just there. So they just take both of them. So. Steam and he was form of, right? Shape of and she's short, she's a shapeshifter. And right. he was a form shifter or whatever. He could turn into water or gas or steam or something. Some shit. Yeah. But in this, all he does is turn into water. That's it. He does nothing. <laughs> but they don't even fight anybody. They just they just go to school the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Because I remember that they would like yeah she would yeah he would turn into water and she turn into like a bird and he'd be in a bucket and she'd be yeah. flying carrying him in a bucket and then he they he, <laughs> what the she, fuck she would throw that. she would throw him on a fire and he'd put out the fire. <laughs> And then she would kick ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, did you ever see that Just League episode where Aquaman was on there and fought the Wonder Twins? No, I don't remember. <laughs> Funniest shit ever. Cause remember, he turns into water, right? <laughs> yeah. So he tries to attack oh, Aquaman with water. <laughs> I could be like, are you a dumbass or something? <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, that's that's all I got. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. It's not geared towards me. <laughs> but the book did have some shit that kind of made me like, when he got a space boner, I thought that was kind of funny. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'm not reading issue two, but, uh, you know, it's whatever. Um, so I guess this would be a little bit of advanced review. I won't go into details to spoil it. So. This is Terminator Sector War, number three. Um, okay. So basically this is um, – this takes place in 1984. It's um, about an, a, a police officer named Lucy Castro. She's in New York, and she has a Terminator. A Terminator has been sent back in time to kill her and her unborn daughter. Does she know that? Uh, she does. You do find out why, who her daughter is in this issue. But okay. like I said, I guess this isn't out yet, so I won't spoil anything. But basically what's going on, so yeah, she's got this Terminator after her. She's a cop. She's been chasing her through the city, um, and she ends up in, like, the the, the bad part of town <laughs> where the gang – she's in basically a crack house uh, that, that uh, a street gang basically owns, you know. Okay. And she goes and takes refuge in there and bands up with the criminals. And, of course, she's like, well, you know, they're like, she's a cop, so um, they don't trust her. And um, and then the, 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 the gangster boss is like, you know – makes a deal with her. It's okay. You got to do something for me if I'm going to help you. And so that's basically what happens. The Terminator shows up and, uh, and violence ensues. So this is a lot of fun. I think this is a great story. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's really cool to, uh, to, to just read a cool Terminator story because it seems like every movie that isn't directed by James Cameron, uh Oh, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Every Terminator movie that he didn't make sucks. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the problem is, is they, they keep trying to rewrite the mythology. 
Well, the thing is, they have to because he he made it so tight and ended it so perfectly. There's really no reason to make another Terminator movie. Yeah, and but yeah, it's like you don't have to, you know, turn John Connor evil like they did in the one movie, or you know, it's just so stupid. Or see, or the love story between Reese and Sarah Connor, like in the other movie, like this right. is some bad shit. No one gives a shit about. Here we are. It's 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 another adventure from the Terminator universe without those characters. You know? Right. It's not Sarah Connor. It's not John Connor. It's not Reese. This is just another another character. You know. You know. There was a soul. It was a war. There were more than one soldier. You know. Right. You can do that, and that's all this comic is doing. Is just giving us another adventure in that world without rewriting everything or rebooting everything or turning or you know changing the mythology in any way so that's it's so simple you know and it's just, it is it's just a simple story a simple terminator story a terminator is basically a slasher a robot slasher chasing after a victim right <laughs> you know and it's cool i give it a four out of five so i'm really digging on this art terminator sector war boom, boom, boom. okay cool cool uh yeah i got no more books uh, Eli, I think you're booked out. So yeah, yeah. Definitely, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, we have uh, other podcasts. We have our geek, uh, our sister podcast, Geek Sans. Uh, yes, Eli, I did catch a Murder Falcon review on that one also. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was just letting you just play it out just to see, you know, how I would go and see if you misspell Igrisil again. We also have. I've heard it said like that in other metal songs. I've heard that name. And act that's like lyrics in songs too. You probably you're probably right. I heard yeah. Kevin Feige say it one way, so I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> Kevin Feige knows everything. Yeah. That's uh, canon but, the way he says it. Exactly. Is it Thanos or Thanos? It's Thanos. <laughs> if he says it, that's it. It's no longer Thanos anymore. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, what do we have? Comic Cast. I want to hear what they say about Wonder Twins. I bet you they love Wonder Twins. I bet you. How much you want to bet, like? <laughs> Let, let's take a bet on what this score is going to be right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, they go by uh, the they, they go, go by, by dollars price, price or whatever. Yeah, three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Yeah, we probably should learn that. But no, I, I know. I bet you Gomer will like it. You think Bo- Gomer will like this? I think Gomer will like it, and Boogie will probably enjoy it. Okay, but uh, was it Adam? Adam's not gonna read it. Adam, yeah. <laughs> He probably won't. And if he did, he won't like it. He'll read half he of it. Right. He'll read half of it. He's like, fuck this shit. You're right. <laughs> and yeah, if Adam read this, he'd hate the book anyway. So, But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that is going to happen. Ryan's going to give the highest score, and then Boogie next after that. Yeah. Uh, what else we have? This Geeks and Comics. We have, uh, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Instruments of Destruction. Mm-hmm. Voodoo TV. Uh, I think that's it. I think, yeah, I think so, okay. I don't think we have another podcast popped up in today. Uh, yeah, one more thing I also want to talk about also is that I was checking on Spotify and Capcom has dropped all of their, uh, soundtracks on there. Oh, yeah. So I just been listening to Capcom video game soundtracks all week. No it's shit. just fucking awesome. You know, that's just me. I'm weird. I, I, I think you figured that out by now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to end the song with one of the Capcom songs I like. I'm actually going to end it with my favorite Capcom video game song and that is the Street Fighter 3 character select screen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the awesome. character select screen. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. 
We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.
Let's get it on y'all. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Get it on y'all. Choose and pick the best one. Let's get it on now. Five, four, three, two, one. I know you got your options, so pick the right thing. Some choices to make a mad rockets to bring them. Just hooked on it. Dark bodies who want it. I don't know where you got your skills from. Jump off it. Bring it on. Any opponent or contender. No one can stop this with guns and objects. As far as I'm concerned, yo, it's only one topic. 20 street fighters from bare hands to toxic. You're an average warrior. I'll be the master. I can teach you how to fight a move faster. One ball, two kid. That'd be disaster. I'll beat you and continue the day after. Street Fighter 3, that's right, the third chapter. This game's a real, no lies or no actors. Speaking character, the one to 